Welcome to the Artist Notepad, where we explore artistry, we talk life, and we talk Don't Make Me Found. I'm David. And I'm Jack. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Tan Artistry with Nora. Today we're joined by the Aussie singer-songwriter Nora, but we be- but we before we before we bring her on. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Excellent start. David, how are you doing today? Thanks for asking, Jack. I'm doing quite well, my friend. Another week, another dollar, another sunshine. The weather's been really good lately, bro. I've had a good week. Um short like um wholesome story just to add to okay. to the pod um it was my parents 31st anniversary mm. and for the longest time they've been just hustling since they came to australia you know the immigrant story of like trying to give us a better future all that so me and my siblings because it's their 31st we thought it would be a good idea to surprise them and then we did a nice little cute dinner in the city go get some k barbecue at a nice joint um, go to a hotel, book them a hotel, do the little blindfold thing, take them to the room. Seriously, wow. And then, they, yeah, they go to the room, we like take off the blindfold and then it's like decorated and all that. And like, yeah, it was really wholesome, bro. It was a really good time. Like parents really enjoyed it. Like they never get that time off. Mm. So yeah, it was just a really good time spending the weekend with the fam. So yeah, just wanted to add that. Yeah, share that. How are you doing? How are you doing? Yeah, man, I'm... I'm- pretty exhausted not gonna lie um this weekend yeah. has not given me any kind of respite so tomorrow we're for the context we're recording on sunday night and so tomorrow we'll be well i'll be heading back to work i don't know if you're working tomorrow david but um i'm hoping that i sleep really well tonight because i don't know how i'm gonna be on monday i think i'm gonna have a really bad case of monday itis tomorrow so we'll see how it goes yeah. but um yeah just hope, hope the weather stays with us so we don't feel gloomy absolutely. on the Monday. Absolutely. Yeah, we um, need that extra bit of rays, you know. But then again, to be honest, I'd take a little bit cooler temperatures because the, I think the heat's part of it. I'm just feeling like, you know, foggy. So I'm just, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fair, fair, fair. But enough complaining. Um, let's talk about something the opposite of complaining, David. It's time for this week's uh, segment, The Gratitude Gander. <laughs> This week, David, what are you grateful for? I'm grateful, Jack, just following from my story that I just shared. Mm. I'm very grateful for my parents. I think for the longest time, it's been like a bumpy rollercoaster of a ride. But I can really say that we've come to a point where, you know, like, yeah, we just, I respect them as parents. They see me as like a, nicely or well grown up child mm. <laughs> by their books by their standards so yeah i'm just grateful for my parents hey like all that all that they've done for me like we just want to keep the wholesome train rolling so i just want to yeah shout Absolutely. out to my parents shout out to Bama and papa chan they're <laughs> in the other room over there yeah but yeah what about you brother how are you yeah what about, so what's, what are you grateful for so this, this week, week um so basically there's this, <clears throat> excuse me, there's this program that we, um, well, that we, I say we, that I run by myself <laughs> um, yeah. at work. And it is, it's basically um, running discussion groups for the different years um, for the boys in the high school. Um, and so we get some year 11s and we train them up 
I'm still saying we, like I didn't have to do this by myself. <laughs> um, I've been always there for you, bro. And um, there, yeah, know. David, me and David train them up real good. Um, yep. And then- Raise them as my own. Basically these year 11 boys for each day of the week um, run discussion groups for some of the years. And so we got as young as year seven, yeah. um, 13 year olds. And so it can be tricky to sometimes talk to them about topics which are a bit more serious, a bit less uh, playground based. Um, and so- mm. What I'm really grateful for is the first week we ran it, some of the groups were amazing, but some of the others, some of the leaders really didn't seem to take it as seriously yeah. as I wanted them to. And I, I had really genuine concerns that um, it was going to be like a massive waste of time and all the training and stuff and the formation that we tried to give them had all oh, gone no. to waste. Yeah. And this week, like one of the groups that was particularly really bad, I actually, because they happened at lunchtime oh, and no. just before the bell rang, I dismissed everyone and I was just like, leaders, can you please stay back? And I sort of gave them a bit, of, a bit of a piece yeah. of my mind. Iron Hammer comes down. I didn't get really, yeah, sorry, like I didn't yeah. yell at them or anything. I was just like pretty, yeah. like I was, I was more upset than anything. I was quite disappointed because like I'd put a lot of effort into it and they seemed to really not be taking it in the light that the training had um, given them. And so- right. And these boys had sort of in the younger years come through this discussion group system as well. So they had benefited from it and they knew what it was supposed to be like. So they had no real excuse for uh -huh, uh -huh. being soft base. But this week they were so much better and they really did a great job. <laughs> um, and yes. actually like I just felt so happy. And at the end I actually thanked them and I was just like, hey boys, I'm sorry I got a bit upset last week. And one of the, one of the boys was just like, Oh no worries, sir. We're really sorry. It wasn't like it was, we were way off, and it was just like it was just a really wholesome exchange. And awesome. um, I'm glad that I haven't made enemies like in my first year at the job. Um, and yeah. yeah, so you know what it was, bro. You know what it was. It's because you used the word disappointed. <laughs> I didn't say <laughs> that, it. that oh, word actually, is killer. Did, that's why, boys. I'm not angry. I'm not angry. I'm, I'm, I'm just angry. disappointed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, no, um, but nice. Man. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm super grateful for for the improvement there, and I'm excited to see how they go for the rest of the term because it's only uh, it will be week five tomorrow, um, and so we've still got like it, it goes for the whole year, but just for this term, we've still got like half the term left. So, uh, well, more than half the term. So, yeah, excited to see where some of those discussion groups go because like some of these year eight kids, nice. like 14 years old, and they were speaking about like, you know, um, the stereotypes of masculinity and like, Whoa. yeah, and stuff like that. And like, these boys were doing a great job of sort of leading that discussion. And so, and I was just sitting back, just like listening in and being like, cool, yeah, sweet. So that's do what I'm boys grateful know, for. Do they know that you do a podcast? Do you want to shout out? One, I, no, one no. There's no. <laughs> they do not okay. know. And um, we'll keep it professional. And the, you may have work, you may yeah. have noticed, but I've never mentioned which school I work at quite intentionally because <laughs> I don't want to like right, I don't right, know where my you, professional boundaries you. lie in terms of shouting out <laughs> like underage yeah, kids yeah, yeah. on a podcast. So um, shout out to you, Georgie. You made Mr. Yes, Show Georgie. Proud. Definitely got a kid I work with called Georgie. So um, yep. we're safe there. Anyway, David, I've dragged on about my gratitude <laughs> more than I intended Sorry. to do. Um, so why don't we sort of quit making our lovely guest wait and welcome on mm -hmm. Nora. She is a Sydney singer-songwriter um, and she is mm -hmm. entering the scene coming this week with her debut single. Um, we'll talk a lot Ooh. more about that single. It is called Don't Make Me Found. Um, the 26th of February, it will be released. Um, 
Yeah, it's a sort of dance pop track and definitely, David, I don't know about you, but I'm very excited to dig into it. So, without further ado, Nora, welcome to the Artist Notepad. Hey guys, thanks for having me. So excited to be here. No worries at all. So happy to have you. So happy to have you. So, there's probably no better way to start than for you to tell us maybe a bit about yourself, about how you got into music and maybe sort of about the single that's coming up um, this week. So, yeah, Nora, what's your background in music? How did you get from from the, the start of your story to where you are now? So um, I probably have a slightly different story to where most pop singers come from, I'd say. Um, I'm actually studying a Bachelor of Classical Voice. Mm. So um, opera singing, <laughs> which wow. is maybe not what the average pop singer sort of says is their background in music. But yeah, that's how I got into it. Um, I did a couple professional operas when I was like a little kid. And came from there, wow. starting with like musical theatre and then I guess my real transition into pop singing, like I'd always done it in school and like on the side, but um, I so hit and I was like, I need to do something creative with my time. Like, <laughs> let's start writing music every day. And so I did. And this wow. has sort of been, um, don't make me found as the end product of that, like a year of really like getting into songwriting and um, like finding really great people to produce with mm. as well, doing a little bit of learning production myself and yeah, I'm super excited that I've actually had a strangely productive year of isolation and managed to, mm. yeah, come out with a single. Yeah, which is amazing. Great. Well, it's it's funny. We do have a connection for the listeners. Um, <laughs> the way that I know Nora or Eleanor, as I as I knew her, um, is actually. Did you know? Okay, so long long story, guys. For those of you who don't know, um, who would have thought? I used to be in musical theatre. <laughs> I used to be in musical theatre, everyone. Uh, Who would have thought? Oh. Look at me now. I don't seem like that kind of guy, but I was back in the day. Did a few, did a few shows, and um, Eleanor or Nora was in one of the shows that I um, was fortunate enough to be a part of. And it's really funny what, what because was the show. What was the show? <laughs> the show. Sorry, sorry uh, a you. real banger of a show. Don't you worry about it. Um, Absolutely. It was high school. <laughs> high school musical. musical? <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, which I played uh, the role of Chad Danforth, um, which still sort of gives me a little bit of feelings (laughs) of being... uh, It's a bit uncomfortable. Um, It's it's sort of what happens when there's a lack of (laughs) representation in the cast is... Nora, did did he play play him well or... I, I would say so. Um, I mean, <laughs> I was unfortunately the year below and so stuck in the chorus role of part of Sharpay's entourage. So really exciting oh. stuff happening on yeah. my end of that show. <laughs> well, right. what I what I do remember and the reason why I wanted to bring this up is because you had a one like your one like solo singing line and you, you basically it was an opera like I, I can't remember what you said, but it was basically an, it was like an opera line, um, which was sort of a bit quirky in the song. Um, but mm. from that point on, I didn't really know your name, but you were just <laughs> known as the opera girl amongst like the guys. It was just like, oh yeah, the opera girl sings that. So there is there is a bit of a connection there. Um, yeah, there you go. <laughs> so I knew you were into opera, and actually, yeah, I, I when you said that you were in some operas when you were younger, that actually did ring a bell. So. Yeah, when was it like music? How did music go into opera? Like, how how did that happen? Was it just sort of choir singing, and then it just led in that direction, or were you always into sort of the more contemporary pop side of things? Yeah, so yeah. I kind of did everything all um, the way along. Like throughout high school, I think the reason I gravitated towards opera was because my singing teacher was just like, "Go along to an audition." Um, when I was in like year five, year six, and 
I got in for an Opera Australia show and that was how that sort of happened. But throughout that whole period, I was also super into like pop singing. Um, Mm. I did, we had like a pop choir at school. I did that and also like a rock concert every year. So like I did heaps of my own pop singing on the side. Mm. It was just sort of, I ended up drifting towards the career side in um, classical singing until more recently when I decided that actually pop singing was what I was kind of passionate about because it's more personal and more creative in Mm. um, a lot of ways. Yeah. Is that something your parents influenced you in as well? Or is that like something you like, did, do they sing as well? That, and like, you kind of got that from them or? Um, I hope my parents won't mind me saying, um, they're both beautiful, like at home singing along to the radio sort of people, but definitely, um, no musicians (laughs) in the family. We'll leave it at that. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I don't really know where it came from, but, um, yeah, just started singing when I was really little and that's sort of always been what I wanted to do. There you go. I suppose, David, you got a little bit of connection to opera as well, don't you? Yeah, like my dad is opera singer and he's still, I wouldn't say he's active because he's not performing weekly or like like getting gigs and stuff, but he still does those like, he he has charity concerts and like he sings for church and stuff like that. But I always just grew up listening to him belting and like for me, it's like I can sleep to him singing even though he's like, he's a tenor and he belts, belts it out. But yeah, people are like, whoa, your dad's really good. And I'm like, yeah, he's, he's all right, I guess. <laughs> yeah. He's really but good. Yeah, I recorded I him with you, so I know that he's good. So And also, every now yes. and then, when we're like opening up the, the, the Zoom call and David and I are starting to have a chat before the podcast, I just hear <laughs> yes. like a, whoa! Like, <laughs> in the background, <laughs> the background is, he's um, just belty. Yeah, so yeah, good fun. Um, but yeah, so you mentioned, Nora, that um, you find pop a lot more personal. Um, why is that? Yeah, um, I guess part of the reason I got into song like songwriting was because I wanted a creative outlet when I feel like we were all really cooped up last year and it had always been something that really interested me, but I just hadn't, I guess, had the time and the drive to really commit to like, I'm going to get really into this and get good at it. But I wanted a way to express myself and that's sort of how this song came around. Like yeah, right. everything that I've written, um, both in this song and then in other things that haven't been released or ideas that I've thrown away over time um, have all come from personal experience. And it's been a great way of like, yeah, letting my story come out and like expressing my own emotions, I guess. Mm. Mm. Mm, Definitely spending that like quarantine isolation phase and using it to do something productive, but also let's share it with the world. I think that's dope. Yeah. Is this first single, this debut single, would you say that this is um, a great way to start off in terms of telling your story and sharing your peace of mind? Yeah, I guess um, this single is very much a reflection of a single moment. So it's probably not my whole story, but Mm. um, yeah, it definitely reflects like a moment in my life and a feeling that I hope other people can share as well. Like being relate able to relate to i haven't gotten into the the context of the song yet mm. but um <laughs> well let's do it let's get into it like what's the track about yeah so the track is sort of um like an exploration of the moment where you you're like really close friends with someone and the sort of like that snap moment um where you're like actually maybe maybe this is something more and like you feel like both of you feel it and it's like getting lost in that moment and not wanting it to end. Like the feeling of butterflies mm. and being like, wow, like this is actually, 
something different, wow. you know? Mm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. When you when you feel the vibe from another person too, it, it does get very exciting because there's a lot of that what if moment, but then it's like, I think this is going where I wanted to. Is, yeah. is that what you're trying to portray through the yeah, music? Yeah, for mm. sure. Right, right. And the um, titular lyric of Don't Make Me Found. It's interesting wording. Do you want to? Yeah. Um, so I, oh, this is almost everyone's first question. They're like, what does that even mean? I don't understand. <laughs> like, that's not English. What are you saying? Um, and I guess the way I'd want to explain it is that like, I don't know if either of you are, have at all into Panic at the Disco, but like the line, I'm not as thin as you drunk I am um, from right, yeah, yeah, yeah. one of their songs um, is kind of what mm. the vibe I was going for. It's meant to be like, in that moment, you're so lost in it and it's not like a sensical, it's more of like a, a feeling that you have. You're like, don't let this moment be ruined. Like no one can touch me in this moment sort of thing. Mm. Um, yeah. And I think that's like the lack of um, maybe logic and sense happening in that moment was what I wanted to get across in the not so sensical lyrics, I guess. <laughs> sure. Absolutely. Um, it's definitely... I suppose I was not expecting this kind of vibe at all. And I, I guess now is a great time to say, guys, if you haven't gone and listened to this track, absolutely go and listen to it um, if you are listening to this episode after the release date. Um, but this is something very different to, I suppose, some of the other music that David and I have explored on the podcast. We've had mm, some hip hop, sure. we've had R&B, we've had some mm. more alternative pop, but we definitely haven't had anything on the dance side of things. And this is definitely... Um, a great gateway for us into a different genre of music that we haven't explored as much. So, in mm. terms of this dance sound, how did you get into that genre? Because it, it probably isn't the sort of thing that most um, people like first starting to get into because you say you're still pretty new in terms yeah. of getting into the singer songwriting process unless maybe this has been going on for longer than you've let on, in which case, please let us know. But, um, how did you get into, I mean, from opera to dance seems like a pretty large step. So what was the transition there? Has dance music always just yeah. sort of been something that you're into? Yeah, for sure. Um, I guess it is a massive leap for anyone who hasn't sort of like <laughs> had um, yeah, seen my sort of transition, I guess. Sure. In my personal life, I like, I love going to festivals. Like dance music was always something I really loved very separately to opera, I guess. Mm. Um, mm. And I still am like, I've written lots of more toned down things as well, like more classic pop or like yeah. even acoustic pop. But um, dance music was something that just really spoke to me. I feel like the feelings that you express in it are so like um, intense and bass level and like things that you can really explore as like, yeah, the explode the moment kind of thing. Um, mm. And that was what I really found in this song and why it really spoke to me as like a dance track, I guess. Um, and it has this sort of build in the lyrics that you would expect in like a building dance track as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess um, it wasn't that like while opera singing and dance pop is a genre of both very different, I just had both going in my life at the same time. And when it came to me wanting to write music, I was like, this is really speaking to me as a dance sort of um, the lyrics really speak as a dance track. And therefore that, that was where I sort of went with it. And I love the the feeling of the beat going at the same time as mm. um, the lyrics and like the emotional impact that can have and like yeah. how that drives people to enjoy themselves. Mm, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Opera, opera singing by day, and then <laughs> dance, dance music by night. That's awesome. You know yeah. it. 
So, so you said that there's been a bit of a transition and obviously, um, it, apart from those very close to you, you probably wouldn't have seen that transition. Um, how, how did you sort of move, I guess? Because as you said, dance has always been separate but still part of your life. Um, what Did you start off by just sort of, you know, guitar or piano and voice and then... Well, I guess for for dance music, you've you've worked with a, with a producer on this track. Is that correct? Yeah. So you would have so, had yeah, to have... Um, Sorry, you would have oh, had sorry. to have, um, you know, gone out and met fellow people within the music industry, which I'm sure you would have done in mm. your um, in your studies as in classical. Maybe not the same crowd, but I'm sure there's plenty of people studying classical who are doing things outside of classical as well. Um, so yeah, how how has that progression sort of happened in terms of the shifting of your sound from I'm, what I'm guessing would probably be quite a minimal acoustic pop sort of sing, very singer songwriting vibe like many of us start off doing to something a little bit more produced and um, collaborative? Um, so I pretty much started with, yeah, as you're saying, I had my piano in my bedroom and was like just sitting and writing lyrics and playing chords and singing along with myself. That was definitely how my songwriting started. And then, yeah, when I got to this track um, and I started writing the lyrics, I was like, I really have a vision of to, as to what I want the track to sound like. And at that point, I had done very little production. I'd sort of played around a bit, watched a few YouTube tutorials and was like, yeah, I can kind of produce something. Maybe not really. So I definitely started reaching out to people um, in my fields um, from mm. the con and from other places um, that I'd met over time. And I was actually super lucky in that um, I re re-encountered someone also from a musical that I'd done oh, when I was really? in year 10. <laughs> wow. Um, the musical's bringing people together. I know. Look at that. Youth musical theatre is the way, the place to be, <laughs> obviously. Um, so, yeah. So, I'd done a musical with her when I was in year 10. Um, her name is Chelsea Warner. If you haven't heard of her, definitely go check her out. Yes, She's a producer, yeah. singer-songwriter. Um, and she's amazing. And yeah, shout she out, just turned up in my tutorial one day at uni and I was like, oh my God, I need a producer. I've seen your stuff on Instagram. Like, <laughs> hey, don't know if you remember fr me from like six years ago, but please produce my song. <laughs> and she was being so great. Like um, right. I was actually just such a happy coincidence that it happened and mm. absolutely amazing girl. Oh. And Yeah. Yeah, she, she's very talented. Um, I haven't met her or spoken to her, but um, I've seen her around on the socials. It's a very small um, industry in Sydney, and so it, people tend to see each other around a lot, even if it's just online. Mm. Um, so she was a producer. That's, that's really interesting because that's quite a different vibe from her music. She's, um, as you said, a lot more of a sort of alternative pop artist herself. Yeah, so um, I originally approached her and was like, not sure if this is something you'd be into because um, her sound is very different, very like almost R&B influenced yeah. alternative yeah. pop. Mm -hmm. But um, no, she was so on board with the idea. Like she um, heard what I'd done with like just the acoustic version. She was like, I can so hear like the vision you've got. Um, sent a couple reference tracks and she came back with something that was exactly what I'd described to her in terms of Amazing. what I wanted. It was Amazing. such a great relationship right. that just kicked off from literally a message over yeah. Facebook from being reconnected in sure. uni. Like, yeah, like it's dope when you can just reach out to a producer and then you're like, this is, this is the idea I have. And then they just, they're like, here you go. 
yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. like yeah, passing yeah. you like yeah like your pre- your own precious baby but without any of the pain it's just like <laughs> there you go yeah he's your child <laughs> <laughs> that's dope um what about what about um so do you have do you have plans to continue working with chelsea as well is this like something that you guys kind of hit off and you might continue to work in the future as well just just a, yeah yeah, for sure. No, we've definitely um, spoken about working more in the future. At the moment, I'm sort of, I feel like I've really put my past few months, like everything into this track Absolutely. and I've been writing a bit more on the mm. side, but nothing that I'm super sold on yet. So yeah. I think once this is out there and I can really focus again on writing, we'll get back into working together. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we've definitely spoken about it and I'm super keen to work with her again. I think you're the first right. person we've spoken to who um this is their debut we've spoken to others who've had it their um their own debut but they've featured on other people's releases before um how how has mm. it been how has it been how have you found the process of going through everything and from what i've seen you you've done an excellent job on the marketing and everything for this release it looks very professional i've see you had a photo shoot you've mm. got some like yeah. uh, <laughs> aesthetic designated specifically to wow. this single which is really um something that you expect to see from an artist with a bit more few releases under their sleeve um so i'm curious whether you've had any help with that or whether that's something that's just happened quite intuitively to you but how has the process been in general from i guess the conception of the piece to the point where you were just like no this is it this is the song that I want to put out and I want to really sort of yeah put everything into this one yeah so there's um been a few bumps along the way but I have done it mainly myself with a few happy coincidences with people I've met and people I already knew um I guess I should have precursed saying that I have Chelsea's producer was saying I did work with a couple previous people and like they were both Mm. amazing producers but just our vibes were completely different like I kept being like no this is what I want they're like oh but I really like this and obviously that's just gonna happen sometimes and like I reckon both of them are really amazing producers in their own right as well we just weren't meant to work together on this specific track and that's so fine. And I did end up finding someone who we clicked to instantly on the track. So no issues, like definitely no hard feelings. And in the future, if they had a track where they needed vocals or I had something that was more up their street, I'd definitely go and work with them again. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, Chelsea was very much a happy coincidence. And then in terms of more the marketing side of things, um, I guess I did a lot of research online on what people sort of suggest doing (laughs) um Chelsea was definitely Mm -hmm. a big help in that as well like with suggestions Mm. um and then I do have the happy coincidence that um my boyfriend is a semi-professional photographer he does it for work so um (laughs) it does come in handy (laughs) Nora that's cheating that's not fair (laughs) <laughs> yeah no he's done very well the photos are very good definitely wouldn't They're have had really that without good, yeah. him so what's his name so we can give give credit josh. to him josh well done josh Shout out to excellent josh. photos that was you what i man, definitely struck me when um when you you messaged us about coming onto the podcast nora is that um when we visited your socials it was just very established aesthetic already and for someone who didn't even have a release out yet, I was just like, wow, that's like good prep. Like it looks like- She means business. Yeah, she she's, she's business. here to stick around. Yeah. She is. <laughs> here to make an impact. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, on the craft, like on the note of just crafting your song and stuff, this might be just super short and it might be just a silly question, but is there a story to your artist's name? I know your name, your real name is Eleanor 
And was that just a nickname growing up or? It is. is um, yeah, so it is a nickname. Um, it actually mm. has a, a bit of a fun story to it. Um, Ooh. Yeah. Um, so my year five school teacher, um, I'd always been Eleanor or Ellie up until this point. And then yeah. suddenly in our maths ca- class, she was writing everyone's names up on the whiteboard and she wrote Nornor. Mm. And everyone was like, what? <laughs> like, who is that? Nor-nor. Like, yeah, yeah, who on yeah, earth yeah. is Nornor? Um, and then we realized it was me, obviously, because no one else was called Eleanor. And yeah, um, yeah from there, it was never Nornor, but um, Nor sort of stuck. And then Nora as well has sort of come about. So yeah, all, to all my school and now like uni friends as well, I have always if been you know, Nor you know. or Nora. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. see, I told David that he shouldn't ask that question because it was a stupid question. It was clearly just an abbreviation of your name. But hey, we've got a fun little story. <laughs> nah, man. So David, it comes with a always... fun story, though. You've got yeah, to appreciate David, the story. I'm sorry. You were right. Exactly. You were right. I, I got this one wrong. You can't doubt question. me, brother. You can't doubt me. I know my stuff. People people put thought into their name. And Nora just, like, she just showed that. <laughs> I just thought, Great story. I was just a bit worried that, like, Nora, you would just respond with being like, well, my name's Eleanor, so it's kind of, you know. <laughs> kind of self-explanatory. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It is, it is. Awesome. Hard, yeah. So is this single sort of a sign of things to come in terms of um, in the future following this release? Is this sort of a sound that you plan to stick around or is this maybe um, we've spoken to a lot of people who by the time the single comes out, because it is a pro- long process, the stuff that they've started working on is already diverging quite a bit from their sound and their sound mm-hmm. is maturing mm-hmm. and going in different directions. So is this sort of a sound that you plan to sort of stick in this ballpark of, you know, dance pop? Or have you thought about maybe working on some music with um, a different kind of vibe to it? Yeah, um, I definitely am really into dance pop still and a lot of my writing is sort of aimed at that but Mm. I've also done a lot more like I guess bedroom pop like things that are a bit more laid back a Mm. bit more ballad-esque I guess so um Mm. yeah I'm definitely keen to keep exploring because obviously it's my first single like I don't really know where my niche is gonna end up Mm. being um and not gonna pigeonhole myself into one genre yet so (laughs) yeah um yeah I definitely think it's still going to be um a while that i keep exploring and like maybe i'll keep changing it forever you never know so um definitely not just sticking with dance pop but Mm. it's still a genre that i really love and will keep um exploring right and what about um opera 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 um i don't know about in this well we'll see maybe i'll get some very blue um sort of high notes getting in there soon um but i was going to comment on that actually because what i do remember is and you were a lot younger then so i don't know if this has remained but i'm assuming if you're still into opera your range um from what i remembered was very high you were one of the highest sopranos um in the musical back then and so what i noticed immediately when i started listening to this track was that you were very much at the lower end of your range and so first of all i just wanted to like just say wow you've got a fantastic range it's massive um but second of all i was just wondering if this was a conscious decision to sort of separate that to sort of be like no like i'm gonna you know sing down here for like my sort of indie uh, indie pop sort of stuff and this bit is like reserved for my opera performance is that was that a conscious decision or was that something that just happened much more organically um i think it's probably a bit of both like it's definitely not i'm completely gonna separate my higher register because that is something that i definitely still am developing in my Mm. classical studies and stuff um but 
I think I wanted, I find pop singing a lot easier in my lower register because yeah. I have that lower register and don't normally get to use it in my opera stuff. Yeah, right. It's nice to kind of get to explore that a bit, I guess, mm. for me. Um, and yeah, I guess when I was writing, I naturally wanted to sort of try things that were different to what I was doing in my uni studies. Mm. But I think f- for sure in the future, like I've got other tracks written that are um, definitely in a higher ballpark and I will um, definitely be using that at some point, like showing off what I can do, cool. I guess. But, yeah, yeah, um, that's exciting. Yeah I, yeah, I just wanted to do something a bit different, I think, and that was what that was for me, like making it a little lower and a little bit more um, breathy at times and, yeah, exploring different parts of my voice that I don't normally get to. Mm. 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 Amazing. Yeah, well, on that note of going and like not pigeonholing yourself in like one sound or one type of genre do you have or who who would you say is like a dream collab like something maybe like you're like wow i really admire and like love this type of artist maybe like one day i want to be making stuff with them like who would that and be? set you set your standards high nora we want to aim for the yeah, height high, high. <laughs> real um, high like your register um i guess if i one of the key influences on the track was um or like reference tracks was one kiss by dua lipa um and calvin harris Mm. so either of those Mm. artists would be way up there in my picks um yeah i think they're um like dua lipa's sort of vocal sound and her um expression her singing and stuff i really aspire to in my sort of dance pop endeavors and Calvin Harris I feel like is just a great producer and has made so many amazing tracks over the years so Mm, yeah they would be definitely up there in my picks he is absolutely a staple of modern day dance music yeah dream big yes no I I reckon they're um definitely two of my top picks but close to home also love um Vera Blue is who I mentioned before. Yeah. Lastlings, um, up and coming and very cool, um, kind of in the same ballpark as well. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah. Lots of good acts out there that I'd love to be considered to work with. Absolutely. Well, you've right. got the um, the regional connection with Vera Blue. She's an Australian. Um, yeah, Julie very is true. English, so maybe, not, you know, a bit closer, but still. <laughs> Don't want to rule anything out. Um, I also wanted to mention because on your uh, announcement, you also you reference Chelsea Warner, but you also reference uh, Jerome Blase. Um, do you want to tell us a bit about Jerome's role within this track? Yeah, for sure. So Jerome was the mixer on this track. Um, who I guess everything I've really done has been like people being like, oh, I know this person, like definitely talk to them, like lots of friends of friends. And that's been really great, like sort of growing my connections through people and like everyone as a result has been so great to work with and such lovely people. Like I've been really lucky throughout this whole process. And um, yeah, Chelsea was like, I know this guy. He's also from the Sydney Con, produces like um, music and he would be great, like perfect to mix your track. He's mixed cool. on mine, like love him. And yeah, I reached out to Jerome and he was so great. Like um, got everything just to the way I wanted it. And mm. yeah, um, that was, was his a, I, I, I was assuming that was his role because um, I, I was thinking either of them were the producer or the engineer. But um, yeah. yeah, he did a fantastic job to shout out to Jerome Blase because that's a, that's a real quality mix and master there. Um, I, yeah. That's what I, me and David do, so we can appreciate oh, there you the, go. the fine we art. Salute you, brother. <laughs> we take our hats off for you. <laughs> Shout out to you, Jerome. 
Um, so lastly, towards wrapping this interview up, um, I just wanted to ask because we've talked a lot about sort of the prep beforehand and everything, and now sort of all the pieces are in place. The The track has been sort of finalized. It's been sent off to the relevant people. How are you feeling mm. with this upcoming release? It's So we're recording on Sunday <laughs> and it will be coming out on Friday. So we've got five days left. How are you feeling about, mm. um, yeah, the upcoming release? Um, Exclusive. I mean, I'm pretty excited, not going to lie. Yep. <laughs> um, uh, Normal. Yeah. Yep, uh, a little nervous too. But yeah, um, yeah I guess I'm mainly just going to be so happy that it's out there. Like it has been a long process from starting writing to finding the right producer, mm. doing all the marketing, like getting the mixing and mastering done. It has taken some sweet time um, yep. and I will be so glad to sort of finally like show it to the world and be like, it's out there, like it's done. Mm. And I get to move on to new um, new things and like keep developing my sound, I guess. Um, but yeah, I'm just very excited to share it with everyone. Um, not, not too many people have heard it so far. Um, so it'll be pretty exciting to finally be like, hi, everyone. Like, this is what yeah, that actually was. You've heard me talk about this for like six months, yep. but you can hear it now. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. And in, in this process, I guess you, you've moved from, um, you're officially moving from an aspiring artist to an artist officially now. Yeah. So do you have any advice <laughs> for anyone Congrats. out there who's maybe listening and thinking, oh, I really wish I could, you know, release my first single, but I don't know where to start or I don't have the confidence to do it or anything. Have you got any words of advice for someone who maybe is in the shoes that you were in six months ago um, and how they can get from where they are now to where you are about to enter on Friday? Yeah, I think it's all about um, like persistence. Like there were so many points where I was like, this is not working. Like it's just not going to happen for me. Uh, give up and go back to opera sort of vibes. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I I just think you just have to like, no matter how bad it seems at that moment, it's so worth it to just keep pushing. And like, I've got now I've got a song on my hands that I can be so proud of and like, I'm so happy with. So yeah, it's just all about determination and like, keeping going mm. because in the end it is Keep so worth drive. it like knowing that mm. i did this myself i'm Absolutely. so happy and like yeah i've now got something to share with everyone and hopefully they all like it too <laughs> i'm sure they'll love it um I'm and sure will, yeah. i also wanted to say because um just sort of quick on this one it's interesting because as as we're talking about this and talking about the fact that it's a dance pop song it's just sort of occurring to me that Unfortunately, a lot of the places where this kind of music would be blaring out and everyone would be dancing to oh, are not sort of open no. at the moment. So, is that something that yeah. you've really considered and thought about when it came to um, putting this track to, or sort of releasing a track in this genre? Or were you not even at the stage where you're thinking about my music's going to be played in clubs or anything like that? What Was that uh, something that crossed your mind? Yeah, I guess for me, firstly, I feel like there has been a bit of a shortage of dance music and like more upbeat pop music in the past year it's been a lot mm. of ballad releases and so I feel like I'm kind of feeling almost a not a void because there has definitely been some great tracks Absolutely. released but yeah. like it's a much smaller field than normal so for mm. like a debut artist that's kind of almost ideal yeah yeah <laughs> I yeah. want to say mm. um like more people who would normally be looking for dance tracks are likely to be maybe seeing mine as there's less of them around at the moment yeah great yeah um, but also I personally, like, as I've said, like 
my the reason I'm writing dance music because I love dance music and I have definitely still been listening to it this year despite being in, stuck inside and not able to go clubbing. So I feel like there's definitely still the market for it and people will hopefully get around it. So, mm. but yeah, really hope we're back in the festival club <laughs> soon. Well, I'm sure there'll be many of a uh, mini party in people's bedrooms mm. around Australia yeah. when this single drops on Friday. So, guys, if you haven't listened to it already, go and check it out. It is called Don't Make Me Found. And Nora, where can they find this track? What streaming services is this song going to be gracing? Um, it should be on pretty much whatever you want to find it on. Um, we've got Spotify, uh, Apple Music, nice. iTunes, Deezer, nice. SoundCloud, YouTube, whatever, Amazing. whatever floats your boat. Um, <laughs> try to think what else there All is out that. there. <laughs> but yeah, search it up, Nora, don't make me found and hopefully you'll find it. <laughs> Amazing. I'm sure they will. Well, David, do you have anything you want to add before we wrap this episode up? No, I think we can wrap it up, bro. Like last thing, I guess, is like, where can people find you? Like for some mm. people, for some people, they wouldn't have heard of your your sound or like your your artistry or like your music at all and this might be the first time they hear your voice yeah as well so where can people find you where's your socials like plug time this is your plug <laughs> yeah time. nice um well i'm up on triple j unearthed and then also i've got a facebook an artist facebook account called nora surprisingly and then i'm also <laughs> tracking my um artist progress i guess on my instagram which is eleanor foster which you're also welcome to go and check out. Amazing. Well, guys, if you can remember that, remember you will find Nora at Nora on Facebook. So keep that (laughs) that one in mind. It's pretty hard to remember. Yep. But um, (laughs) maybe we'll have to put it in the show notes, David. But with that being said, Nora, thank you so much for coming on to have a chat with us. You've been... You've been very patient and you've been really good in terms of um, sorting out a, a, a time to come speak with us because we've been a bit slack on our organization on our end. So I just wanted to say Apologies. thank you for um, being so flexible with your timing and so generous in giving up some time to come have a chat with us and um, sharing with us your story and yeah, your your thoughts and feelings with this upcoming release. So thank you very much. Yeah, no worries at all. I've absolutely loved it. So grateful to be on the show. Amazing. Sick. Well, David, that's all from me. So, um, you wanna, you know, wrap this, wrap this bad boy close, up. Close, closing statements. <laughs> close, close it up. Close the shop. I enjoyed this. <laughs> how, how, how would you summarize it? I'm gonna summarize uh, it by saying I had a lot of fun. What's your summary? <laughs> I had a blast. You had a blast. Okay. How did you find yeah. it, Nora? What's your summary? Um, pretty, pretty damn exciting. My first interview as an artist. I'm pretty stoked over here. Exclusive. Yes. Amazing. That's a good summary from us all. I think we did a good job, guys. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Thanks for joining us, guys. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Tan Artistry with Nora. Please check out her new music. Um, she'll be pumping out new jams. Like, as she said, bedroom pop maybe in the near future. So keep a lookout. But until then, we'll catch you guys next episode. Peace. Peace. Say peace. 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 Yes. (laughs) Sick.